0: Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash, but the astrology can help us understand. Transmission
1: incoming.
2: <laughs>
1: Greetings, trashlings, and welcome back to Space Trash Lifestyles of the Rich and Uranus. I'm Molly Malshine.
0: I'm Sarah Armour.
1: And oh my God, we have so much to talk about today.
0: Love a good week of drama.
1: There is so much stuff and it's all very like down and dirty, I would say. I think there's kind of a Scorpio vibe right now because people are being exposed. Grifters, liars, right?
0: Well, I'll tell you what it is. It 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 you're so smart. It's it's sort of like um, you know, it feels like a Scorpio vibe, but really what we're seeing is the gemini eclipse so gemini is all about duality and the story right and the eclipse when something is you know all of a sudden the dark and the light kind of switch places and there's a right so so this was the eclipse where the we even said this at the moon like the other side of the story is going to come out so there has been there has been information that has been purposefully hidden in your own life, in celebrities' lives, in everybody's lives, there's a lot of secrets that right. you thought you could get away with hiding and you can't. And that's what this Gemini new moon eclipse was about. Wait a second. Right, don't make any do- major moves. And because Mercury is retrograde there. Let's get into it. So I, I want to say we have um,
1: an incredible guest coming up later Gabrielle Alexa Noel. But uh, definitely, even if you don't care about the other crap we're talking about, fast forward to her segment because she's freaking great. And she is uh, she is a writer. She has a book called How to Live with the Internet and Not Let It Ruin Your Life. So check out that book. She on- was
0: on Red Table Talk. And she
1: was on freaking Red Table That's Talk. so freaking awesome. Yeah, That's my favorite saw- show online. Period. She saw Jada's-, Jada's lack of pores in person. <gasps> which I is have crazy.
0: so many questions.
1: I know. So, okay, let's start with... This is something that is a holdover from last week, Lilibet, diana megan and harry 's new daughter. The drama got even more insane after we talked,
0: so yeah, so can you wait I was trying to read up on it, and i 'm a little confused about who 's mad at who 's suing who so what 's the story? right, so this is very confusing. What happened was
1: obviously the baby was born. So the way that the royal family gets messages across is by briefing the newspapers and tabloids. So Meghan and Harry had a bunch of their people, their sources, say to a bunch of US-based tabloids that they asked the queen for permission and the queen has met the baby via Zoom. So after about a A few hours of Meghan and Harry saying, having all these sources roll out that they had uh, the baby, they had asked for permission. The BBC comes out with a report and the BBC is not one to engage in mudslinging or anything unless they have a very good reason. The BBC is like the most unassailable news organization in the UK. So the BBC comes out with a report saying palace sources have told the BBC that this is not true. They did not ask for permission. For the baby to be named Lilibet.
0: So Harry and Meghan have a baby. They name it after his mother and the queen, but it's her nickname. So it's a real insider name. They say, yes, the queen gave us her blessing and, and she's seen the baby on Zoom. I actually did read that the first person that Harry called when the baby was born was Elizabeth right but that's the thing
1: the thing is
0: they're being very vague
1: with their wording the way that their <clears throat> the way that their sources worded it was that they said harry requested permission to name the baby after the queen that is not the same thing as requesting permission to name it lilibet
0: and it also doesn't say the queen said all good right and it said requesting permission and saying i called you first doesn't mean you talked
1: also, it said, and if the queen had an issue with it, they wouldn't have done it. So that also doesn't say <laughs> that she said yes. It just says that right. she sort of smiled and nodded in a very British Or they way.
0: didn't think it was going to be an issue. You don't think it's going to be an issue. You
1: do, you do it. Right. Which, how could you think it's not going to be an issue? But so then, so the BBC posts um, the queen's rebuttal. Next, They update their story to say that they've gotten a letter from Harry and Meghan's lawyers. They've gotten a cease and desist, threatening legal action because they printed this story. And what is a cease and desist exactly? It's not actual legal action. It's really just sort of one shot over the bow it's it's not actually legally binding in any way and you can send it to anyone it's really an intimidation tactic
0: it's almost like i have a phd in philosophy it's like but you're not a doctor
1: yeah it's well yeah it's basically like if you keep it up we're going to sue you Mm -hmm. and okay the bbc basically doubled down and said all right try us so the message that that sends is that the bbc completely stands behind this story Megan and Harry have sued a lot of publications before. They successfully sued the Mail on Sunday earlier this year. Uh, what
0: did they sue them about earlier the year?
1: For uh, breach of privacy, invasion of privacy, because they published a letter that Megan wrote to her dad that she claimed she okay. didn't want to be made public. So the BBC is standing by the story. Megan and Harry are standing by their version of events. Someone's lying. And the reason why this is crazy is because they are both not backing down. Like, both sides are not backing down. And also, there was a report in the Daily Mail that the Queen is now going to keep doing this. She is going to keep on like rebutting the things that they put out that she doesn't consider to be true. Now the other funny thing is all of the Sussex stands, the Megan and Harry people, they believe in this idea that the Queen is not actually in control of what the palace sources do. And I just don't think that's true. I think she's very with it. And I think that this actually is a message from the Queen. It's not just like a bunch of people that work in the palace going rogue. So who well, and can- so to
0: be clear though, the Queen's point of so BBC is saying the queen didn't okay the name the queen hasn't met the baby exactly and Megan and Harry are saying we asked the queen we didn't think it would bother her and they're the f- and she's the first person we called exactly Ho-ho-ho. so who is lying okay so i have a few thoughts okay. i mean i don't know let me ask as you as the royal expert do you have any instincts cuz i sort of have i think actually harry's being played by his grandmother a bit I think
1: I think that Harry is being purposefully vague I think their people their PR people are being purposefully vague and um that that's that's all it is they're saying the the wording they use they didn't say we asked if we could name her Lilibet and the queen said yes they said we asked if we could name her in honor of Elizabeth
0: and she did not say no so Got it. Okay. So, right. So, so it's not that anyone's lying. It's that Harry and Meg, I mean, look, let's, let's be real. Okay. She might be a little bit jaded because she's been in this business of fame and growth yeah, but, for so long that she's she, like, okay, she, Harry, here's how we're going to phrase it. And it's not a lie. Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe, but I, I
1: think, yeah. And I, I think that they both are just coming from a place of, Trying really hard not to look bad, and they're not like, yeah. oh, we're, they're not oh, let's, they're not like oh, let's obfuscate it. They're like, crap, this didn't work out the way we wanted. We got a lot of bad press out of this. A lot of people think it's inappropriate, so we need to prove that the queen is on board. So here's how we're gonna brief the papers. And the other crazy thing about it is their PR firm is Sunshine Sachs, and they represent a lot of really high up people. So the fact that now the briefings that Sunshine Sachs has given to all of these American tabloids, um, it, it, it's turning out that that's not 100% the truth. That's actually going to reflect badly on Sunshine Sachs, and it could make the tabloids be like, what the fuck, man? You told us this was true, and now the BBC
0: is negating it, and now we look like idiots. Well, but to be fair, to your point, he didn't say, you know, grandma saw the baby or grandma said, Yes, call her Lilibet. They right. said, You know, we asked if we could name her in her honor. And that was the first person I called. Both of those things could be true while the BBC's reporting that the Queen's never seen the baby and did not want her to be named Lilibet are also true. Do, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's enough, there's enough. But see, here's where I think there's, there's family drama that is under the surface, okay? I think that Harry probably and this is really like we don't have any clue. I want everyone to know that we are literally just guessing, right? And I do have their charts up and I, I Elizabeth's chart is really interesting. But I think that Harry sees his grandmother as his like one ally that's still there. Like, I think they were very close. I think he loves her. And I think they have a a fairly good relationship. But I don't think that he knows her, knows her. Right. And so I think when he says something like, oh, we wouldn't have done it without, like we did we wouldn't have done it if we knew it was going to upset the queen. I think he has an idea of his grandmother and her level of having his back that actually he should have been already traumatized out of like right like clearly they don't have your back kiddo but it's almost like you know when you just want to believe about your family that like, like no my mom's not an alcoholic like no yeah. i'm not like you know you know what i mean like yeah. a- I think i have
1: a more cynical view of it because i think that he is doing what diana did and i love diana you know i'm the biggest diana stan in the I world I sigh. Yeah, but so For Diana, Stan,
0: it doesn't work, I love it, never mind. Not <laughs> merch. Has, nothing. Not merch, not it's merch. Not merch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so Diana, in her groundbreaking interview with Martin Bashir, she's, she went out of her way to say that she also was very fond of the Queen and has no ill will toward her, while also throwing the entire apparatus that the Queen represents and has formed since she was in her 20s under the bus. And mm-hmm. Harry's doing the same thing now. So I really do think it's sort of a cynical ploy to be like, oh, well, trust me, I love the queen, but it's like you are shitting on everything that she has given up her life basically to- Right, she has
0: sacrificed everything to play this part.
1: Right. So it's like, how can you, how do you not see that that- if, unless you're truly dumb, you have to understand that those two things can't coexist. You can't have this super close, deep relationship with the queen while also talking about how her, her, your father's upbringing inflicted generational trauma onto you. You know right. what I mean? Those right, two things right.
0: don't mix. So, so you think he almost was like, fine, piss them off? I don't know. Like, what was he doing then? What would be the point of, of telling untruths?
1: I know. I don't know. I don't think they see it as untruths. And I think that they really do see what they're doing as um, shining a light, which is definitely a word salad term that they love to use, on Mm -hmm. the way that the royal family actually functions. And they don't understand that the royal family will cease to function if we understand it properly so it's like okay what you're doing it's fine if you want to do that but you have to understand that this is this could undo the monarchy like and it seems like that's not their goal like
0: what would undo the like what is he doing that would undo the monarchy
1: just talking about how messed up it is how awful it is and how badly they were treated while they were inside it and it's like all of that I'm sure is true I don't doubt it. But at the same time, exposing that is literally going to cause people to vote to not have a monarchy anymore. And that's where I'm like, how can you say, which I, I'm not a monarchist. I wouldn't want there to be a monarchy. Let's be fully clear. I think it's insane that it still exists as much as I enjoy staying up on the gossip and everything. Right. But like, if you actually support the concept and you support the queen, you wouldn't be doing any of this.
0: So here's something really interesting, okay? So we did Harry's chart a few episodes ago. We know that he is a Capricorn rising.
1: Right, so we, we said in the chart, he wants the money and the accolades. That is, I think, his goal. He wants to be equal to William. He doesn't want to disband the monarchy. He wants special treatment. That's what it is. So, sorry, well, so
0: sorry. get this, okay? So he's a 11 degree Capricorn rising. And remember the big thing with him was that his midheaven, his legacy, was exactly conjunct, exact same place as Saturn in Scorpio, okay? So this is a guy who's really very power hungry and very motivated by power, whether he's behind the scenes or not. But he really has sort of a, there is a there's a struggle with it, but then it's also kind of his cross to bear, okay? I pull up Elizabeth's chart. What do you know? Capricorn rising. Scorpio midheaven conjunct Saturn. Exactly. The same as Harry.
1: Exactly. So they're rising in their mid heaven are exactly the
0: same. Uh huh. What does that and, mean? Well, okay. And then the other thing I'll say is like, you know, then when we look at Harry, you know, Harry is a um, Virgo sun with a Taurus moon. Elizabeth is a Taurus sun. So what we're seeing is like, okay, talk about Gemini eclipse and different stories. Elizabeth and Harry are mirrors of each other. So whatever game one is playing is the same game the other one is playing. But they seem so different. They're not. They're not. Harry is a little bit more concerned with like, maybe like health and wellness, whereas Elizabeth's more concerned with like, sort of power and, and, Upholding the status. Like, whereas he feels like it's my job to like, expose the power she's like it's my job to maintain the power but here's the crazy thing Elizabeth's moon is in leo on all of Me- megan's sun mercury north node in her first house are in leo so basically the queen is is facing herself but it's like a different generation and so i think harry and megan see i guess when i say like i think they're the queen's playing harry it's it's not that it's like I think that he really does see her good side. I, don't, I think, you know, I do think he blames her for a lot. and I do think he wants to low key take them down. But I think that in terms of my grandma, I think he sees a lot of himself in her. And I think that's part of what hurts so much that he's and like, that's I'm, why he's, I'm the son, I'm the grandson, I'm the grandson.
1: That's why he's and, pissed that William will forever outrank
0: him. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like, like, if he were the firstborn, he might have stayed there and married the right person or just been like, Megan, grin and bear We're the freaking queen, queen, right? Yes. But because he has no Saturn, Scorpio, midheaven, it's like, these people are here to do. That's why I was like, Harry could be a politician because it's like, this is a power seeker. Yeah. And so I think he tried to kind of like play their own game on his home which was like I'm going to say some benign stuff that really shouldn't be a problem but it keeps us connected and they're going to come back and say no it's not benign and it is a problem and let's disconnect. Like I think the palace is like fine be gone. I think that they are oh, I think they are so done with Meghan and Harry. I think they're yeah. like Screw you, you guys, right, you guys don't care about the dissolution of our family's legacy, I do, so I think that, but I think Harry and the Queen, like, I think when they talk, it's probably very nice. I think they probably do have nice conversations, and I think that she could say to Harry, I think she could say to Harry, oh, Harry, you know I have nothing to do with that, even though she does. Yeah,
1: this is why I think I blame the royal family 100% for Meghan and Harry not staying in, because- Even if even if Harry was making demands that didn't make sense, they should have bent over backwards to fulfill those demands because Meghan and Harry were such good PR for the family. And it's right. absurd that they would pull rank on them. Like, I'm sure they were being... I'm sure Harry was being annoying and going above his station and trying to, like, get more shit than he technically deserves by sure. way of birthright. But, like, let it go for a couple of years. And the other issue is, like, they don't explain what they want from people. The first time Meghan ever appeared in public on an engagement with the Queen, she didn't wear a hat. And it was a huge issue. She should have worn a hat because- Everyone we, has to wear a hat? Apparently, if you go out with the Queen, you should wear a hat. Let's, but the, send, let's send Meghan a space trash bucket hat. Oh my God, great idea. Just great for idea. the next time they're in town. We'll send it to Montecito. So <laughs> so she didn't wear the hat. and the, But the only way- Reportedly, that the queen's people let her people know that she should wear a hat was to say the queen will be wearing a green hat. So Meghan's people were supposed to extrapolate from that. <laughs> oh, this means Meghan absolutely needs to wear a hat, or else it's going to create a sensation and everyone's going to lose their shit. That's absurd. Tell That's
0: Meg- absurd. The hat, tell her to wear the hat, you know? So, like. But I feel like the thing about the queen is like she was really really born into this she was she became the queen really young so i think that for the queen and i mean even like with what diana was doing like diana was great for the palace because she was like hey what about the people right and they were like like, oh the palace was like no so i think that like elizabeth is is a bit delusional in terms of like how much the world actually And it's not even about revolves around her. I actually don't think it's an ego thing. I think that she has been like brainwashed or just like programmed, like she's in the military. Like she has been programmed to protect, you know, keep a straight face and protect this monarchy like her life depends on it. And as a result, I think she's kind of lost touch with like, yeah, like she's not used to talking to people who don't know exactly what she means when she says, I'm wearing a green hat. Like who on earth would know? Like she just doesn't even know anybody else. Right, I think she
1: definitely is very reluctant to adapt, which is good and bad. But at the same time, think about what Harry's public image was when he was
0: under the thumb of the palace.
1: Everyone loved him, loved him.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, and he and he also like got it with, and he was like a party boy, and he was like, I mean, the, and we loved it. We loved him, right, right, and like we we, we forgive immature Harry. People were like, oh, he didn't mean
1: the Nazi uniform. Like that was a feat of PR to get him to be the most popular member of the royal family, even though he appeared in a Nazi uniform. It really and,
0: is, like, and look I at know him through. yeah. Look at him now that he's in charge of his own PR whoa right yeah i think that i sort of feel like megan and harry had a talk with their pr people and they're like here's what you say so that they can't deny that it's true we (laughs) picked a name that that the queen wouldn't mind and you know she was the first person i called so neither of these things are lies but it's like you're not the same way that the queen is like i'm wearing a green hat they're like she was the first person i called and it was a name that you know she was okay with us naming it after her it's like dude that's still th- like talk about that's twins. not the same thing they're both not saying anything they're both not communicating like what they mean this like is this the- is people just crossing like c- crossing space because like they're just not actually communicating right and I think
1: yeah if if they truly opened up people would like them more, but this halfway opening up and blaming everything on the palace, like it's not doing them any favors. It's
0: actually making them look worse. And it's making- Well, it's making them look- See, that's the thing though. To me, I guess that's how I was trying to get it with the Meghan thing. Like it's all a bit Hollywood. Like it's a very Hollywood way of going about things, which is to not lie. Yeah. But to spin it in a way that, you know- what we think we're hearing is one thing, when that's not actually what we're You know Definitely. what
1: I mean? And I can't wait to see what happens next. They've been very quiet, uh, so we'll see what happens. This Erica Jane documentary, Erica Jane and Tom Girardi, Housewife and the Hustler. I didn't watch it because I can't find it in the UK. If anyone knows where to get it, please let me know. So Sarah watched it. Sarah, what are your thoughts? My favorite, favorite thing is how... Her lawyers dropped her the day after the documentary came out. Wait, and so her th- lawyers just dropped her because they don't trust her, which I think yeah. is why. They said the relationship of trust and confidence that is essential to properly functioning attorney-client relationship has broken down. And the relationship is irreparable. So the, basically, like, this kind of means that her lawyers are like, sh- we can't trust her. She's lying. She's lying. So, for anyone who doesn't know, her husband—he was a lawyer—and he was like basically stealing money from like plane crash victims and shit.
0: Allegedly, literally, he just like was not paying anybody any of their settlement money. So, like they—they they, the documentary they show this story of a family—the—the this—and and actually when they were they were talking talking about Tom Girardi. They make him seem like, you know, what people thought of him before was like, he is a hero. Not only did he take celebrity cases, but he cared about the little guy. So he would take these cases that like the people couldn't even really pay for it. He would just be like, we're going to win so big that, you know, you'll get me back or whatever, right? Because it was like human interest. So there was a guy who he and his girlfriend were a part of a gas explosion. Girlfriend dies and this guy is damaged irreparably in major, major ways. There is years long court proceedings that is harrowing for this family. And you can hear there's like a lot of voicemail they play that like Tom at the beginning is like, I got you guys, like we're gonna win this. You know, he's so supportive. And then as the time passes and they're not getting paid, they do win the settlement, they don't get paid for a long time. Tom Girardi starts to speak to them almost as if not only are they annoying him, but he's like, look, we're as confused as you. It's like, I don't think so. You're just holding the money. Like, Where's the money? They paid you the money. Where's the money? Right? So then he's yeah. like, "Look, we're on top of it. We got our best guys on top of it." And it's like, "Aren't you the best guy?" And so and then and then it's very manipulative. And the stuff he's kind of trying to say to them to to deflect from the issue, which is simply that he's not paying his his clients or he's not paying his clients the winnings that he's earning on their behalf, right?
1: So how much do you think Erica knew based on her chart? Everything. Oh, explain. Okay. Well, first,
0: do you want to guess? Yeah, let me guess. Let me guess.
1: I think she's got some Scorpio in there because it's obviously very down under and very subterranean, what's been going on. I think she's got some earth signs because she clearly likes the creature comforts in life enough to steal from, like, widows and dead people in order to get her, her clothes. So that could be, like, you know, maybe a maladjusted Taurus. (laughs) you know and I think she's gotta have a little Gemini or Libra in there because she's very you know we've seen Geminis are sort of able to justify anything to themselves and so are Libras
0: so did I get any of this well your thinking is very good I think you'll be interested because Tom's chart is kind of what you just nailed but um Okay, so she's a cancer son, which is why she, like, so as far as I understand with her, the whole thing with her is that, like, she's actually not vulnerable or forthcoming. So she's very, like, showy, like, she's a stripper. She's, like, doing bad music. She's all over it. But, like, I think it was, I think they were saying that it was only until this season, when she was going through this public divorce, that she cried on the housewives. And that was like one of the big criticisms before. the, like, why isn't this woman like real at all? And it's because yes, she is an emo cancer, but her number one concern as a cancer son is protecting her family. Right. So she cares. I mean, obviously she cares about money. It's her number one passion on earth, but that aside, what she cares about is protecting her son. Who's a cop and her husband, who I guess is a criminal. Her son's a cop. Yeah, the reason we don't know that is because she never shares it. I came across one article that mentioned that she has a cop son that we never hear about. How because is he? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but Google. Erica okay, James I'm Googling it. Because she actually is holding a huge amount of actually personal stuff very close to the chest, which is why I think she's lying. Now, her moon and her Mars. Oh my God, are- she, her son is a cop. His name is Tommy
1: Zizzo. Tommy Zizzo.
0: That's you know, like, she got her start. Do you know where they met? Do you know where she and Tom met? At a uh, oh, fuck. I, I forget the name, but it was it's it's in Lodi, a strip club in Lodi, New Jersey. No way. So yeah. she was actually a stripper, straight up stripper in Lodi, and Danielle Staub was her coworker. That's how they met. What? Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because in the doc they start with Danielle Staub, who's like, you know, yeah, we've met a few times. We did two Watch What Happens together. I didn't get good vibes from her. And then like thirty minutes into the doc, she's like, well, actually, you know. Erica was doing what like at sparkler strip club in Night New Jersey. And that's actually, you know, I was working there too at the time. So it's like, Danielle, how did you just waste our, for 30 minutes saying, Oh, I met her in passing once on Bravo. No, nah, no, nah. you would just go strippers together. Give me a fucking break. Okay. It's really
1: funny that Danielle would say anyone gives her bad vibes. Like Danielle is the vult, bad vibe vulture. Like she is a terrifying human.
0: Wait. I mean, even they show like they st- the shot of her like introducing her is basically like her shoes crossing, like crossing her legs, like her shoes at- and it's like fur. It's like fur covered shoes. It's terrifying. All of it's terrifying. Pumps that are that are furry. It's like, what are we doing? Okay.
1: So, all right. I would wear the furry pumps. I might wear the furry pumps in my wedding reception look.
0: I mean, I'm actually not even a hater about it, except that like, you know, lead with your lead with you're a stripper from New Jersey and that's how you guys know each other then. Like, (laughs) like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not judgmental and I'm tacky as hell, but it's like, I'm not like pretending I'm not. Also, the fact that she
1: started as a stripper in New Jersey and then she rose to these heights is really inspiring to me. I love that. You know, both of them. Well, Danielle, I I think Danielle lives in like a studio apartment with fake bricks painted on the wall.
0: I was going to say, you know what's really interesting about the documentary too? She's the only person who is interviewed who never – I had to look up who she was. She never gets, like, a, a bottom third name and title. Wait, you haven't watched the early seasons
1: of Real Housewives
0: of New Jersey? No. Sarah. I only watched Salt Lake just for this last month. I'll, I'll start them over if they're good. I've never watched any of them, no. Yes, the first, like,
1: four or five seasons of Jersey are some of the best – Television—it's the Sopranos of reality TV. You Damn, got all right, to watch it. I'm in,
0: I'm it in. Is but so good because yeah, I didn't know who that was, and then, and so at first I was like, "Oh, no one's getting titles," but then, like, once the doc gets started, everyone has titles. Hey, do you it's know what those F- titles what? are what? called? Chiron. Oh. oh right, yeah. I wonder why. Well. I could make something up right now. We should Google why, but I mean, actually, if you want to think about it, though, it is like the bridge connecting the audience to the tele. It's like it's the fourth screen bridge, right? Like it's like going, "Hey, audience." Oh, and Chiron connect- is like the bridge to hell, right? Well, it's just the bridge between worlds, right? Okay. You know, half man, half horse. So it's kind of this bridge between, uh, bridge between systems, or bridge between like two spaces and like we talk it's you know it's the bridge between you know like you know Uranus and and you know Neptune it's like there's I gotta it's not Neptune I was talking about before but it's like it's basically like it's like a a a bridge between personal planets. Okay so so
1: the name when that's talking about someone's name the lower third on a show it's actually just the name of the company whose software allows television producers to add them so that's boring but We can cut it.
0: (laughs) Well, no, I'm going to leave it because that's a good fact. It's a good fact. Well, and also, it still is, though. It is still the bridge. I mean, it is still what it is. Like, it's actually, like, bridging the worlds. It's explaining what this is to people that might not know. And it's it's bringing us closer, right?
1: So based on Erica's astrology, yeah, based on Erica's astrology, what is your advice to her?
0: Well, first, let me tell you what her moon is in. Okay, okay. Moon, Mars. This is a trend here. Famous Uranus. Moon Mars in Aquarius. So she is a frigid bitch. Not all Aquarian moons are frigid bitches, but kind of. It is by far, you know, the moon represents our emotions and our relationship to emotions. And Aquarius is by far, by far the most emotionally detached sign. So, and it also is the sign that is concerned with, like, fame and, like, sort of public, you know, public acknowledgement. So she really cares a lot about her career and her fame and her image to the world. But what she's not sharing is that, I mean, cancers can keep those secrets, especially to protect the people they love. So to protect in their her husband. Right. And I think that this, this relationship, I did look a little bit into it. I mean, it doesn't seem like it was particularly like, I mean he's an old dude this isn't like she wasn't like oh my prince charming she's like perfect somebody to foot the bill they met at the strip club he he, she's the third wife and she's like look all I care about is being stupid rich and he's like I can take you there baby right and so when he when she finds out that the way that he's doing it look even if she doesn't know the extent of how much money he was stealing this this story about the gas explosion people has been very public this whole time there's no way that she she, has been, she couldn't have missed the fact that these people were like, hey, you aren't paying me. So it's like, you know, there's no way she doesn't know. I think they made an agreement at the beginning or whenever. And he said, look, I'll keep you rich, but you need to keep yourself super quiet about everything that happens in my business and I will take care of you, and we will just focus on your bad singing career, like, he mm. loves her, because he's like, let's just focus on this song, she's dying for a Stars Are Blind hit, those are some of the worst songs I've ever heard, I was listening to some of them, and it's all just like, I'm rich, fuck you, I'm rich, who cares, like, every song is about being <laughs> rich, and uh, they're not catchy, she's not that talented, she's a true showman, You know, her mercury is in Leo, so she needs to express a lot of attention and get it, get claps for it. But when it comes down to, like, what's going on for her, she is almost, like, distracting us from what's going on for her. And she doesn't care. She doesn't feel for the victim. She's not, unless it's her family, she's like, oh, whatever, this is business. Like, she just wants to stay rich and protect her family and her image. That's, like, it.
1: So, you think she is not going to feel guilt? She is not going to atone.
0: She's just maybe going to like do some time. I think that she is going to be. I think that she is going to try to push forward the story that they're now trying to. This is literally the like equivalent of Chandler got surgery the day of the friends reunion. This (laughs) is that version of like some bullshit. So, they're actually saying now that he has Alzheimer's and dementia, and that the reason that all this was happening is because actually he's been in process of getting a conservatorship because he cannot manage the money. Let me tell you something, either way it's fucked up because yeah. if he has been you know, dementia demented, if his brain actually was not functioning, then he shouldn't have been taking the cases or arguing in a court of law, right? but now how convenient. Oh, now he—now they're realizing that, no, no, he can't even manage the money. Get him a conservator. He's, he thought he paid them. No, he didn't. So no, they're continuing
1: didn't. to obfuscate and just not, mm-hmm. that's the word of the day, obfuscate. Harry's obfuscating what happened with his kid. Uh, Tom and Erica are going to continue to obfuscate how much they knew and why. And now let's move to our next person, Huma Abedin, who is, I'm sure, going... And if sure anybody doesn't know,
0: because I just Googled it, to get super clear, obfuscate. It basically just means, like, to keep it confusing. Yes. Like, you say enough stuff that no one knows what you're saying?
1: Exactly. And Huma is about to be obfuscating in her oh. book. So let's get to Huma. that. Huma, Huma Abedin, for people who don't remember, she was part of Hillary Clinton's team when Hillary was really going for it presidential-wise. She was also married to Anthony Weiner, who got caught sexting underaged people. Uh, and, and,
0: and, and, and famously, in the dick pic, his baby was in the picture.
1: Baby in the dick pic. Strange. So <laughs> Abedin got, Huma got a book deal. It's called Both Slash And, A Life in Many Worlds. And it is being released on November 2nd for $30. I don't know why page six included that, but they did. Now, I, here's how much I want to hear from people in the Clinton orbit. Zero.
0: Like they should just please shut up and not ruin it for all the Dems.
1: Yeah, continually ruining it for everyone. We're done, we're done with Clinton World. Clinton
0: World is over. But you wanna know something? The only reason that Clinton's emails were investigated in the first place was because of Anthony Weiner. And the only reason that Huma didn't leave Anthony Weiner when he was uh, sexting 15 year old girls in the first place is because Hillary's people said, it's bad for optics. We don't want to do divorce. So stay married until like it's over, over. So this is what was, I don't get
1: about that. Like even the royal family, not to bring them up again, but even the royal family has accepted that divorce happens. There are so many divorces in the royal family now. Like why can't Democrats, which are supposed to be the more progressive party, we all know they really aren't when push comes to sho- shove, but their optics I mean, are- like, New
0: politics. I want to say, this is a call on Space Trash. New pol Moon party. Join the moon party. Come to the Moon UL every other week and be a Space Trash junkie. Otherwise, right. that it, is the only politics the t- follow. The ticket
1: is Bernie Sanders, Marianne Williamson, or maybe reverse. It's
0: donation-based. Yes. And right, no, dang, right, right, Bernie and Marianne are the only people that are actually- Maybe AOC's got a shot, but like, yeah. you know- but what's but, interesting too is like Anthony was the AOC of his time. So like in 2010, he was voted the most influential politician of the, of the decade of the decade because of the way what? that he used social media in 2010, wow. because he was using it. Like he was just like a regular coup guy. like the way that AOC was doing videos of like her cooking in her kitchen while she's just talking about the issues. That's how he used it. He was a really early adapter to social media and became extremely politically influential. But then, you know, it's like what, you know, like what kills me or like what everything I love will kill me or I don't know whatever the dramatic quote is. But it's like, yeah, man was so into social media that like he also couldn't, like he couldn't keep himself off Twitter. He couldn't keep himself off everything naturally became big. But then it's like he couldn't keep himself off the like private cheating app and he's Snapchatting teenagers and it's like, dude, like yeah, the thing that built him up also took him down. And for whatever reason, Hillary was like, we need to stay with him. He's a he's a powerful, influential politician. People will for that's the thing. That's Hillary's own shit because she's like, look, people forgive sex scandals. You wish Hill. You yeah. wish. Like, no, babe. Sorry. At least Who has forgiven Bill AIDS. Clinton.
1: I haven't. I hate Bill Clinton. I think he's a perv and he's nasty. And I don't care how charismatic he is. It doesn't matter. And, like, for no one in their camp to have learned that lesson, maybe by now they've learned it. But no, because they had – they just had a Women's Day fucking event hosted by Bill Clinton. They still don't get it. No. Yes. No. Like, in March. International like, Women's like Month. actually just for
0: him to meet women to hook up with. Right.
1: Like, <laughs> we're done. He was friends with – Jeffrey Epstein, we're done. We're done with this, but they still haven't gotten the memo. And like who is going to buy Huma's book? Who is like, yeah, um this is the type of politics that the politics that she, you know, sure, her personal politics might be different, but the era that she stands for, the Clinton era is like something that People should be running from like the wind and who's going to buy this book to read it and be like, yeah, let's stay in this era. Where's
0: my phone? I actually screenshotted some quotes from her because I had the same thought, which is like, what is she thinking? Okay. So she says, um, for most of my life, I was viewed through the lens of others, a refraction of someone else's pronoun. They, as in the parents who raised me, she, as in the woman I worked for, and he as in the man I married. Uh, Writing a book gave me the opportunity to reflect on my own life. I have walked both with great pride and in overwhelming shame. It is a life I am, more than anything, enormously grateful for and a story I look forward to sharing. So again, very Gemini. For this news to come out right now, Gemini, North Node Eclipse, like right other side of the story coming out I mean I'm sort of curious only because she doesn't seem like a total idiot but she does seem like one of those people who they were like look you're smart but you're brown so we're gonna have to just like trust us go with the flow go with the system and so she allowed other people's prejudice to to sort of hurt her minimize herself minimize herself exactly that does
1: suck that's so true and it and and yeah you know she had to sort of step to the side because she thought that was the best strategy and yeah. it does sound like a compelling story to talk about all of this how she was sort of a casualty of all these other people's ambitions but at the same time i don't think she's gonna be honest about it if well, she was gonna be honest story. i would yeah. love to read that story but she's Although, not gonna, that's why i love kim be- kardashian as an anti-hero because the reason i relate to kim kardashian is her going through like slut shaming and being demonized for all these different things and she's
0: honest well, I even about love it. what she said about her divorce she said i'm so em- in the show she said i'm so embarrassed i can't believe i'm going through this another time like three divorces but at the end of the day i want to be happy and so fuck what people think of me and right that's why who
1: else admits to awesome being power. embarrassed by that like who-
2: everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too
1: Who else does that? Also, I just want to say real quick, yes, uh, March 24th, 2021, Kamala Harris and Bill Clinton held a talk about women's empowerment.
0: Kamala, what the fuck? And like- Well, we better hope Kamala gets it together because that bitch will be president according to astrology very soon. I don't want to get into it, but I'm not calling, I'm not not putting a hit on Biden. I'm saying that every president- (gasps) that was elected during a great conjunction died within their first year of office. That's all I'm saying. Astrologically, you want to tell me this isn't science. That's a hypothesis. Let's see what plays out. Okay. And just unrelated,
1: uh, but related, I will say that when Biden hung out with the queen this past weekend, he made the queen look like a spring chicken and she's 20 years older than him. So,
0: okay. So there's a purpose for everything. She needed that so bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this is what we need to know about Huma. uh, And then we have to move to the next topic. In Huma's chart, tell me. Whole
0: chart, Leo. Whole chart, Leo. Whoa, okay. Leo sun, Leo moon, Leo Mercury, Leo Venus, Leo Saturn. Uh, I never would have pegged her as a double Leo. Well, that's why she's got to write this book because she's actually been in abject hell. So she keeps making choices that people are telling her is – It's good for her right they're saying Huma trust us we've been in the look tons of women suck Bill's dick trust me this is how we do it stay by him we made a whole show the good wife about this right like stand by your man okay and I think the reason that she is compelled to write this book is because she's like yo I have been fully unexpressed and I have been totally swayed by the people around me so that they keep liking me. And so that I keep thinking I'm going to have a moment where I am successful or in some power, but really, she, you know, they kind of preyed on her as somebody who they knew, you know, the thing about Leo's is you can work a Leo. If you know how to, let me tell you something, as someone who lives in overdraft, you, you want to know who sends me money on Venmo just because all the time, just to help me. All the Leos, I really Leos in my life. They're the ones. They're my lifelines. Because as long as within the community, right? Leo is also children in childhood. So, with, as long as the Leos feel like they are getting appreciated by the people around them, like, you know, in what some version it's like their parents, other version it's like you know Hillary the boss, or as long as they feel like they are being acknowledged for their their you know, like, like participation in the, in the game, whatever the game is, they're happy. My Leos don't need me to like post that they're my lifelines, but I shower them with love and affection and thanks. And I make sure they know I'd be dead in the street without them. Right. Leos just want to feel like they are seen and appreciated. And so I think that Anthony and Hillary and all the people in Huma's life have been going like, I know Huma, the public doesn't get it. But now you're in the game of politics and we're the top dogs. She's married to the, at a certain point, the best, the most organic social media politician of the decade. And then she's working for Hillary on the, on the campaign. Right. No, she must have thought she this was crushing. crushing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She thinks she's killing it, even though in her heart it probably doesn't seem right. But she's like, look, the people that I work for and that I am connected to, they need me in this way. And as a Leo, I can deliver. And I will get that praise. They were praising her. If you hear Hillary talk about Huma, oh my God, Huma is my, was my husband. was the one I'm really We had all with. these lesbian
1: rumors too, which was extremely <laughs> fucked up and stupid. Like Also so funny to think about Huma and, and Hillary in bed together. It's just Why like- would that- Ever be the case? Like they just work together. That was a nasty rumor, but not that. Well, they're also
0: both into the same kind of like big dick womanizer. So they really aren't actually like chasing anything. Yeah. So okay, I you've changed you've changed
1: my perspective on Huma. (laughs) I think that she is. I think she does have a
0: story to tell. Yeah, and maybe now that she's actually left him and doesn't work for Hillary, now I think she can actually be honest, which I do not think she has been. And I think you don't understand shame for a Leo is like really bad. Like Leos are about pride; they're about like doing the right thing and being acknowledged for it, and coming from the heart and being so generous and loving. But it's like, yeah, but if you get if you're generous and loving with the wrong people. They will use you. And Huma got used. All right. Well, best of luck, Huma, on your book launch. I might even get the audiobook. I'm, I'm curious.
1: Yeah. All right. So now we've got our guest with us, Gabrielle, Alexa, Noel. Gabby, how are you?
2: So good. Just got my hair done.
0: Having a great day. And it looks- You guys can't see her, but she looks literal fire. It is gorgeous pink, and she's wearing a pink shirt. And you look- you look picture perfect right now. I wish you this like was a video little
2: mermaid. Cast. I love yeah. it.
0: Thank
2: you. Thank you. Uh, it's pride. So, of course, I had to do a look.
0: Yes, it is. That is a very prideful look. Love it. Perfect. I am proud to have someone this gorgeous on our podcast.
1: I'll tell you that. 100%. So, Gabby wrote a book called How to Live with the Internet and Not Let It Ruin Your Life.
0: I mean, if so, there has ever been a book that was necessary at this time. I know. On it. Gabby's on it.
2: I mean, I want to preface with the fact that the internet still ruins my life. Like, I have advice, and I don't always follow it.
0: Well, look, I'm a life coach, okay? And I live in overdraft, so I totally fucking get it. I know. She's the best life coach ever, and she puked in her mask at dinner.
1: It makes no sense. Yeah.
0: And I uh, puked in my mask when Molly and I went out. So, like, I'm your life coach. I totally am with it. It's not about perfection. It's about duality. It's Gemini season. We're a little bit Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, who are some
1: celebrities who might be letting the internet ruin their life at this moment, Gabby? My vote is for
2: Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy is
0: getting eaten alive.
2: 100%. I think it's weird that celebrities expect to, to not be, though. Like, they have so much fame. Like, there's no way that any everyone is going to love you. I so love you, you just, for saying that. I don't know what she expects, that everyone is just going to... Like, she was America's, like, internet sweetheart for a couple years there, but...
0: Yeah, but that's what's so fucked up about America, because she was America's internet sweetheart because she was a bully. Doesn't that say it all? Mm -hmm. I
1: think it was because she's she's a model and she's slightly funny, and that blew people's minds.
0: Yeah, but we were (laughs) letting her get away with... No, all the stuff that's coming out, her bully tweets and stuff, that was all public like and she was no yeah she was funny sometimes but i was always like she's not a comedian relax but that's my own shit okay but like no she was bullying people overtly and we were like oh Chrissy so funny so fucking so fucking snarky and it's like actually it's abusive and we're all signing up for this like life of abuse why why
1: so like Gabby no one ever talks about the fact that being famous doesn't mean everyone likes you it just means everyone knows who you are Mm -hmm. so how did you come to this conclusion of okay you gotta take the good with the bad when you're famous on
2: the internet Um, because people were mean to me on the internet. So I had to get with the program. It was like, no matter what I said, even when I like presented like historical documents, someone would argue with my take on history. And That was just like, you know, I kept like looking for the fact like the little bit of academic research that would prove that I was the correct one. But people aren't actually looking for that they just want to hate you right so but, but you've always
1: dealt so well with it because I remember like a lot yeah like a lot of the time you <laughs> you always are sharing stuff on your story of shitty things people are saying to you but you're laughing at it which like obviously Sarah and I as comics have a huge amount of respect Need for that
0: you never can survive without being able to laugh at all the stuff that is LOL bad about us and right <laughs> you're well, never you're wallowing funny.
2: It's especially when it's religious people. I think I'll I'll say the most people who complain about me at this point are like super super religious like evangelical Christians.
0: It's almost a good sign, Gabby. <laughs> yes,
2: they are the funniest people to argue with on the internet, like without a doubt because yeah. they're taking whatever knowledge that they have of me. And they're like, I'm praying for you. No one asked them to do that, like of their own volition. And they want to give me like life advice from their limited perspective on my life that they only know through the internet. Right. So I can't well, also help just,
0: like the religious people online, just in terms of the comment section must be the worst because they have no problem. Like you know taking what they want out of the text and making it mean something else like actually like jesus seemed like a pretty loving dude you want to know the truth this dude seemed like the man okay he would be so ashamed of the way that christianity and catholicism have been but christianity mostly have been bastardized and used to like exclude people and and put people down and create social classes like Jesus's whole thing was like everyone welcome at the party it's like yo man you're you're totally bastardizing the man Jay
2: yeah yeah well they don't know that yet I can't wait till they figure it out and I think especially after I did Red Table Talk they would like comment and be like and I have a very young face and I acknowledge that I'm turning 29 but I look like I'm 18.
1: I know I was thinking like whenever we worked together uh I was like okay that was six years ago so Gabby's like, not 23 anymore. I was
2: like, holy crap. That's crazy. Yeah. So they, they see my face and they think I'm like a little girl to give advice to. And they're like, I just want you to know that your value is bigger than like, don't give up on men. Like you come back to us to like religion. And I don't quite understand why they think I'm
0: young enough that I need advice. Sometimes it's young. Or them. also that men, I mean, if, if there is, I want to say there has never been a worse decade for men. And there's not enough men.
1: Why? We should be praising anyone who's given, not that you haven't even given up on men.
0: But like, even I'm if you sure. had, we would praise you for that. I mean, because because we like. We have spoken on this podcast about Tom Girardi that took his wife down. We talked about Huma and Wiener, he took her down. We got Hillary and Bill, he took her down. Why are we saying don't give up? on men the yeah. men are fucking with our social media presences in every way and our money so the thing that kills
1: me also about Chrissy that that really I consider to be the most typical hypocritical thing about her is the way that she plays like in the months leading up to this uh she's played the victim so many times and she has gone out of her way to talk about people cyberbullying her and being mean to her and that is what kills me because I'm like, you literally tell people to kill themselves. Another, she she released another apology on Medium, which was called Hi Again. What do you think? It's like, literally she's the most desperate person to, to, all she wants is to tweet again. And it's like, Chrissy, go t- dive into a pool of money.
0: Oh, my God. Like, Why are you worried about this? She's trying to do a, a Louis C.K. comeback to the stage, but instead of a set and instead of a stage, she just wants to tweet. Right. Freely. But
1: the thing is, she <laughs> didn't mention anyone by name. She still never apologized for calling Quivenjanae Wallace cocky and writing nasty things about her when she was nine. A child. A child. Wait, and tell Gabby about the cookbook. The, the Alison in- Roman thing. I'm sure she knows. No, the urine thing. Oh, yeah. She said in one of her cookbooks uh, that... She she made this comment in one of her cookbooks, like such and such thing sounds weird and I think it sounds like it would smell the way Courtney Stodden's urine smells. She put that in her cookbook. she serious deep. No, 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 that's why they
0: pulled the cookbook, correct? Probably, I guess. Probably. But so this bitch is prioritizing hating on teenagers and young girls over like actual actual recipes. In the and cookbook. we
1: figured out the reason why. The reason is because she's jealous that like Courtney Stodden, I mean, obviously this is all
0: she's
1: she's jealous that like some people got successful and got rich earlier in life than she did that's the that's the main defining factor of all the people that she's bullied but so then people are mad that she didn't name names in her apology so gabby she's clearly flailing the internet is clearly ruining her life what <laughs> is your advice for what, do you, what should we have you tell
2: chrissy yeah i mean especially as someone with a platform, like no one is owed a platform. I think she should make like a little like private finsta, a private fitter, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And just like chill out, like just with her friends and be normal. Um, No one is guaranteed to be able to tweet to their entire audience at all times. And I think that like when you have had a habit of harming people on your platform, then you especially need to take some time away. But you can still tweet, just not to like millions of people. I want to say
0: as somebody with like you know, a couple of Finstas and no platform. She has 30 Finstas and she uses them all for evil. Well, and to like all of our posts. But I, but yeah. I want to say, stalking and liking my own shit. But, but I just have, I've never felt so, um, I guess I've felt a lot of shame about my, my level of finsta Twinstas. And I think for that to be the advice you give, to, I feel very high end. Yeah, follow my lead, Chris. Why don't you leave a few things anonymous and just get it out.
2: Like, it's it's even freer if you want to be mean you can just go on your other account and then no one sees it But also like I, if I was as famous as Chrissy Teigen I would have just regularly deleted tweets like people will always find old tweets And there are so many apps now that let you just go delete all of them. Just go delete
0: whatever and she, you yeah. Let's make does that merch delete the tweet?
1: Oh, yeah, that's probably good. That's good. merge. Rhyming,
0: I think is very good Mm-hmm I like
2: that. I literally, like, as soon as I was about to hit maybe 5k on Twitter or like 10k on Instagram, I just like went back through my old posts. It really doesn't even take that long. Yes. If you're on Twitter, like, look up your name and like, I don't know, anything that you said in elementary school, I, well, I had, <laughs> I had Twitter in high school. So I was like, let me just make sure I didn't say anything crazy. And it's only because those are no longer your beliefs. I mean, I don't, I know I have some like white friends who are like, I'm so sorry, Gabby. I used the N word when I was eight and I had a Twitter and I was like, I, you didn't even have to tell me because I, I don't care. Also, but so
0: funny to think about an, an eight year old tweeting with the N, It's just like, what's, what, where are we from? What is going <laughs> on That the eight year olds? are like, what's up, N-word? I just can't even, I can't even, that's comedy to me. I just think mean, their parents were
2: really like did a number on them. That has to right. be the regurgitation of something. Right, else. You're
0: actually just outing your parents if you're eight and you're tweeting the N-word. We actually yeah. know too much and it's not about you, kid. Do
1: mm-hmm. you agree, Gabby, that it's unhealthy to wallow over the negativity on Twitter?
2: I mean, just with celebrities, there is a certain extent to which they need to be accountable or I hope that they could be accountable to their community. So I think that I'm glad that she at least took a step back to acknowledge that she said something messed
0: up. Well, except that she sort of like took a step back and then was like, I can't, I can't stop. You're my only real friends. Yeah. (laughs) We are not her friends. We, we are not. no, Whenever
2: someone is overly nice to me online, it feels weird. Like, that's a strange parasocial relationship that they're building with me. And I oh my god, I went to a party this weekend. And at first, like, people were like, oh, hey, I follow you. And then by the end of the party, this girl was, like, drunk. It was like, you're just doing so much for the community. And I was like, girl, like... This is not a mutual relationship that we've developed. This is just your idea of who I am. And it's completely different from who I
0: actually could be in real life. And now you're making the party weird. That's how I feel. I'm a life coach, LOL. And when my clients like want to be my friend and like, as I'm down to chill. I'm fine. I'm cool. But it's like, I always want to be like, okay, but like not only do I not follow my own advice. Okay. But uh, <laughs> you might be surprised. You might be surprised. Like I, I would rather just keep, the the boundary the professional boundary up Mm -hmm. because lol
1: yeah separate church and state for sure
0: right we're not always doing our work every day okay you gotta let loose sometimes
1: yeah sometimes you skip the morning pages and everything Mm -hmm. goes off the rails Mm
0: -hmm. but you don't have an excuse if you're my client because you're paying me to say that
2: (laughs) so so just from that perspective i don't understand why she thinks that those people are her friends that's weird people who genuinely believe their followers are their friends are weird
0: yeah, well, I think Chrissy's weird. I mean, I think I think the biggest crazy thing to me about Chrissy is that wouldn't she love her last name to just be Legend? Doesn't she just want so bad to be known as like Legend? I know. I wonder why. She, well, also his name's not even Legend. I know, but uh, I just feel like the baby's name. Feel it too. That's like so the brand she wants to be.
1: Yeah, the the baby's names aren't even Legend. They all have different. It's like Johnson
0: or something. But thank God, let them fucking blend in and not know that their parents are the worst.
1: I know, but the thing is they're not going to blend in because they're in so much of their content now. You know, like, they're
0: going to be making fun of Miles' little helmet until the day he dies. When I was
2: on, Legend's last name is Stevens.
1: Stevens. His, her name is Luna Stevens. That's the baby's name. And Miles Stevens. They should so, have kept those kids offline to save their lives. Yeah, but they didn't. And they're in every ad with them. Like, there's like, these are things that like child labor laws should be in, invoked for. Like, mm-hmm. Chloe having her baby in the friggin' migraine ad that I saw 9,000 times when I was home. I was
0: like, is True getting a cut of this? Is you it better hope True is stress? getting residuals. No, let's make it, let's say you were to hear on Space Trash first. We are not lawyers, but we will meet some. And we will make it our job to make sure the baby true and little baby miles in his, sorry, zooming little baby miles in his helmet. will actually see revenue from this exploitation. Yes. So Gabby, what's your advice
1: for like normal people who are being driven nuts by social media? Like those of us who are like still sub 2000 Instagram followers, not naming names myself.
0: Just both of us. Basically we failed. we failed at everything. So we're really glad you're here. Thanks for liking us.
2: I think my first, the biggest lesson that I learned is to mute on Twitter and yeah. not following you. I was arguing with strangers, and then when I pressed mute, I was like, wow, I can't even see what they're saying. It's so peaceful, so relaxing. Um, I wish there was a similar option for Instagram, but like now that Reels is
0: popular, it doesn't feel like it. I would. wish there was a similar option in IRL. Yeah, that too. I wish there was like mute yeah you're my family member but mute mute
2: mute sometimes especially with the reels when i post reels like that's when the most strangers appear and they'll like argue and then i see my followers like arguing on my behalf and now you're bringing me into the conversation because i wasn't even going to see and now you added
0: me and now i see this is like the cafeteria fights that we tried to avoid like in middle school
1: yeah mm-hmm. whenever i see a comment like especially on tiktok i do a lot of like Trolling of British people on TikTok because they just they just fall for it hook, line, and sinker every day. Get them all, get them. I just can't not do it. So then they start yelling at me about how all Americans are like stupid and everything. But every time I'm like, okay, let, no, Gabby, you don't understand how stupid a lot of British people are until you. I like- do
0: actually. We're the evolution. That's where we began. It, that they must be even more backwards. Than we're this. the
1: enterprising ones that left, and we were like, there's got to be something better. But this is the thing. Everyone's stupid. Every country is so fucking stupid. And like, but British people, it's like a national pastime to shit on America without looking at their own issues. Like,
0: yeah, but that's like exactly why, like, right. We also shit on our ex-boyfriends that dump us, but it's like, you know what? He dumped you for a reason. Right, but so the thing that I
1: always picture on TikTok whenever people are saying really nasty things in my comments is I'm like, this is a 12 year old. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna assume this person's 12 and they're bored. And they don't know what they're doing because they very well could be, you know. Like I just imagine it as being like because in real life at a party I get in a lot of arguments at parties, like just debates. You know,
0: think of you as such a controversial figure, Ma. I think you're so likable.
1: I thank you. I am a little bit of a troll sometimes. (laughs) Not like rising. Pisces is the troll of the zodiac. Yeah, I'm not telling people to take a dirt nap or anything, but like I will get in more
0: anymore.
1: I will get in like a debate at a party and like, but if it's the, if it's a person who like, if I do a spot at a show, like one time this guy came up to me like last year after I did a spot and he was like, Hey, so you said this, but maybe you should have said this. And I was like, okay, so you've got a greasy, low ponytail. No one's hanging out with you. You're trying to buy drinks for people and they're walking away. I'm just not going to engage with your comedy advice for me. So like, that's what I have to think. Like, on TikTok or on Twitter or anywhere. Like, if someone came up to me at a party, would we be having this argument? Chances are no. We would either find common ground or I would literally not even respect them enough to respond.
0: Or we'd, like, throw music on and just be like, let's dance party this out, bros. I can't even hear you. I can't even hear you. Yeah. I will say that it very
2: often is just a 12-year-old. And (laughs) running into 12-year-olds, like, that really taught me to just not even argue but i will say i can't help but argue um with evangelicals just in a funny way because they're so funny like they're giving they're giving advice from the a certain context that not everyone shares, like not everyone is Christian or allies themselves with that like sect of one well,
0: fundamental Christian. I tried, I did a documentary that I it ended up blowing up my face in 2017, but I I sort of I I broke into a Christian fundamentalist church, like I went undercover, lol. I have the footage; it's wild. I'm very interested in the evangelical Christians only because it's like honestly, like are you guys okay? Like they are so they're not okay. No. They're not like regular Christians.
1: They're living in fear. Anyone who's becoming that fundamental with any religion, it's coming from a place of fear. It's like I'm like delegating women to having like 19 children and then televising it. It's like what's yeah what's going on? It's like I'm terrified of the world and this framework is the only thing that's going to help me survive. But so Gabby, what's like a common misconception that people think is helping them not make the internet ruin their life, but it actually is making it even worse? Does that make sense? Great question
2: uh can you rephrase that question <laughs> okay i got it Hell what's well. a
1: common misconception about how not to let the internet ruin your life like if uh, i'm like oh i'm gonna go uh on a social media cleanse like but maybe that's not actually helping what do you what's like a common misconception
2: um i think people who take a social media cleanse and think oh i'm just gonna cold turkey do it like that's really hard you're especially you know the internet is an addiction in many ways so to just cut yourself off cold turkey and think you're going to stay away for X amount of time, that's really difficult and most people fail it's at really it. It's
0: really like going on a diet. Yeah. I would like, say- Okay, you can go on the diet for a minute, but the minute you get off, you're eating like 30 cookies and you're going to be tweeting to hell.
2: Right. So I would say like maybe try like leaving your phone in another room before you go to sleep. And then when you wake up, you now have to like physically get up and go to another room to get your phone. That already cuts down so much screen time. Like, Start whittling your screen time down first. You're not going to go from like phone from morning to night to like zero to cold. My therapist
0: time. said the same thing, Gabby.
2: Wait, really? I need to get a therapist. They said my oh,
0: I'll, I can connect you with that. I got all the therapists. I, I'm a mental health professional. LL, I can't find a good therapist. Okay, I with Irish. I will up with therapists. And I will Freud, help help with therapists. I got. Freud said
1: Irish people are the only people on the planet impervious to therapy.
2: Because we're so repressed. Specific therapist, like I want a like LGBTQ plus friendly therapist. Hopefully, a therapist of color. And I found like like polyamorous specific therapists, and now I can't go back. Like I really want that, but it's so hard to find like an ENM specific therapist that my insurance also covers. And I don't think United is not like an obscure insurance, but. That's the thing about therapy, it's too hard to figure
1: it out. And I'm like, I need therapy to like cope with my ADHD insanity, but
0: I literally can't
1: sit still long enough to figure it out. But on the polyamory- tell me
0: later though, I have a friend, gorgeous black woman from Texas, who's actually also, she's a therapist and entrepreneur. And she is the perfect person for both. I I will connect you to be. Does she take United? Well, I, she might actually figure out how to like fold you into the business plan and then she'll work with you for four years. So. We'll figure it out. We, we, we're masterminds here. I'm a Capricorn moon, okay? We're but gonna like, manifest. I, 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 have, I, I know a lot of people in the therapy world and I honestly am so sick of white people. I like Molly. <laughs> I got a few white friends left, okay? But I'm, I, I, you know, I, got, I have some ideas for you. Nice, thank you. All right,
1: on the, on the polyamory to- topic, we mentioned you on this podcast already because of when you were on Red Table Talk.
0: Yeah, Abby, you're, do you understand? That is like, I love when Molly told me that was you on the polyamory episode, which we talked about either way, and that she knew you. I was like, <gasps> I felt like we, I'm like, we knew, we know a celebrity. Oh, I tweeted, no. I, I posted some, I was like tagging you and shit for a while too. And I was like, this bitch has no idea who I am. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I think I you in my, like, other folder, but I don't go in my other folder that much because that's where the creeps hide. So that's I where don't. the
1: crazy people are. But you know what? what?
2: I'm a creep. Keep me in the folder with the creeps. What was there's, it like? There's, there's a man in my other folder who I think he thinks we're in a relationship. I have no idea. I've never responded, but he's always like, hello, beautiful. I miss you. What do you Aww. Know? I don't know what's going on in there. Sweetie, that's a sweetie. Is he like, I will sell my
1: family's property to get a fortune? I've seen all people get those kind of DMs, and it's so funny.
0: Like, okay, my wish list is $200 once a week to pay a therapist that's on my level.
1: So what was it like on Red Table Talk? How, like, how did it come about? And what were the women like in real life? Like, does Jada have pores? We need to know everything you can tell us without breaking the NDA. Sure.
2: Number one, no Jada does not have pores. I know I can say that. Like, oh, she's incredible. Like, um, they have a beautiful home. I can't even imagine having, like, the wealth to have a home that beautiful. Like, Wait, oh it's
0: God. in their house? Oh, yeah. it's filmed at their house. It's wow, just a red table they're mean for a family meeting that's the whole premise of the show it's like we got to bring it to the table and talk that's how they deal with family issues and so then they were like this is actually like kind of what america needs and they right i know i it's so good. I love that it's just their house, ha- but a really like well
2: decorated house i was sitting awkwardly in a chair like waiting for my call time and i was like how do they sit in these they're just like really beautiful furniture everywhere like the lighting is beautiful you could tell someone like really would like thoughtfully put together that home but it's not like like a home in the way that i look at like my home like it's not like oh I, me and my mom cuddling on the couch type home right. it's a very beautiful um home and what i was really surprised to find is that they're just a family like they have like arguments and like you know they interact with each other the way i would re- interact with my mom or my dad but i don't know why in my head they were on like such a pedestal and then i'm like seeing them kind of like have their little like family squabbles i'm like wow like they are they're just people
0: no that's why the show is so healing though because yeah. like because like adrian like grandma doesn't agree with willow a lot of the time mhm and that's I, why it's a good show and she's because so honest about it it about feels it. like a family
1: they're so genuine and like if i if they never did this show like i had it in my head you know of course There were rumors that Will and Jada were involved with Scientology. You know, they have such an absurd amount of money. They're sort of setting their kids up for these like Hollywood careers. I had it in my head they must be the most untouchable, like not normal family in the world. And then, like, you watch three minutes of that show and you're just like, oh my God, they're so cool and like normal. So
2: cool. Yeah. I was, like, they kept kind of, at one point, they were, like, talking over each other, and they had to be, like, okay, like, Willow, stop talking, and, like, that's just, like, a fight that I would have in my family, and I was, like, wow, they're just normal people.
0: Yeah, so
2: cool.
0: Like, I never understood, too, like, the Jada Tupac thing. I was always, like, really, Jada? Because, like, her acting career is not that good, I want to say. I, like, I'm a Jada stan now, but, like, she hasn't had, like, I mean, does she want to, and not that it even matters, but I just feel like, uh, Jada has always been an anomaly to me because I'm like, why is she so popular? Girls then, Trip, because she's so
1: beautiful and charismatic. That's literally it. She's just got it. Like, no,
0: but when you see her, her, her on Red Table the worst. Talk, worst. When you see her on Red Table Talk, and then did you see the episode where Willow on the Mother's Day episode where Willow sang? I didn't even know that Jada was a rock star.
2: I didn't know that either. That was a surprise to me too. That was on,
0: like, golden days of
1: Perez Hilton. He would always uh, talk about her band in a non-snarky way, I think. No,
0: now I get it, though. I'm like, oh, she is that girl. Like, she actually is on their level. She is on Tupac's level. She is on Will's level. Like, she really is that talented, that cool. She had a, her her dalliance, or whatever they called it, was with a 27-year-old. She rocks. If she is not goals, I don't know what. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's living life exactly the way she wants
1: to, and it's incredible.
2: Uh, let's talk we're about that day that they eat like you know really healthy. It seems like their whole lifestyle is like all natural stuff. They what do they, they eat? Do- what do they eat? Well, so just like the food that they were we were offered was all like healthy food, and the water and the snacks, like everything was healthy. Like I thought I was coming to a dressing room to eat like garbage, <laughs> <There>
0: <laughs> was Doritos no garbage and, and crab services shit
2: no garbage available i it was like all like whole grain snacks and like just waters nothing but and then she sent me home with two all-natural deodorants and two all-natural toothpaste and two all-natural like shampoos i was like okay the deodorant's nice, but you know, all natural deodorant's just not my bag.
0: No, it honestly makes me smell worse. I, I actually, I, I, I have a real problem. I actually think that that's like a, a racket and we'll talk about that later. But I actually think all natural deodorant is a racket. I think they're scamming us.
1: It works on, it works on me, not to it brag. Does.
2: It, it works on me for like, what, two hours and then I have to reapply. So what's oh. the point?
1: Well, they say that if you have a certain type of earwax, that means that you don't have BO. Like if you have crumbly earwax... That means that your body processes like toxins and germs and whatever in a way that makes you not have BO. So I have like crumbly earwax.
0: Wow. What a flex. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Flex and a half. Yeah. Okay. Well, Gabby and I, we're over here smelling like BO lavender, but it's natural. And so fuck off, Molly, because we are in our sink. I want to sell my BO as a candle, like Kravis and, and, and Gwen it's pussy. I honestly like the smell of my own BO and that's why I don't want the pandemic to end.
1: You can keep stinking. Come to Europe. No one wears deodorant here. These guys that I'm doing this comedy album with, we were doing like pitches for stuff yesterday. And I was like, let's do a sketch about how men in Europe don't wear deodorant. And they were like, no, that's the most hack thing ever. Like everyone was talking about that in the 80s. And I was like, well, they're still not wearing it.
0: They're still not wearing wearing
1: it. And they don't have air conditioning on the tube here on the subway because. British people are always like, we don't need air conditioning. And I'm like, yes, stink. You need it. Like you need air conditioning if you're going to fucking stink like this. Like, more if it's and more, like I think filters, I'd fit right in there. Yeah, you probably would. No AC on the train. I wouldn't no go on the train. I know. It's crazy. What did Jada smell like?
2: I was really self-conscious that I smelled. So I was kind of staying away. I'm going to be honest.
0: No, like, they were honestly like, 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 this bitch smells like dove. We have got to help her. <laughs>
2: I, I had, like, applied and reapplied, and then I just kept envisioning that somehow, like, I still smelled. So, I, and I like, I sprayed, like, I probably smelled, like, nothing but perfume, and I was still, like, let me get two sprays in before I go out. Like, I was really, I was freaking out. That's why they gave you all the natural stuff.
1: They were like, this bitch is too clean. We've yeah, got it. Yeah, they were it. like,
0: wow, she literally smells like the department store. We have, she needs us. She needs us. Have yes. all the boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever's in the world, but please. Enough with the chemical products. Yeah, my fault. <laughs> also, get, well, like
2: everyone. So I felt a little, I was like, I hope she didn't mean that I, I thought it was like a fulfilling prophecy. Like she was like, you did smell, but she didn't. <laughs> No, you smelled too good because also the
1: thing is rich people like smells come from the inside out. So like they're probably eating such healthy food and living such healthy lives that they don't smell. And that's why they like they probably get a deep cleaning from the dentist like once a month and have veneers. So they're like, yeah, we can use the fucking like charcoal bullshit toothpaste because what
0: are they going to smell like?
1: Yeah. So brown rice. Please. Are there any polyamorous celebs? Because this is your other expertise is polyamory. That's why you went on Red Table Talk. Are there any polyamorous celebs? Uh, I know Tilda Swinton had a little throuple going on. Is there any? No, I
0: love Tilda and his throuple. That's fabulous.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't actually know who that is, but I do know there was like that the internet went crazy because Tessa Thompson, Taika Waititi. Covered on
0: the pod. We loved it. Mm-hmm. oh really
2: wow yeah they that gave me life i hope they weren't just like trolling i hope that was like something real i know ezra miller he plays like the the not the flash on tv the flash for the movies is oh, the, um Parks of being a wallflower yes that is the more famous movie that he's from <laughs> um and i know like gabby dunn she's like the bisexual author and like youtubers also polyamorous there's like I feel like I know a lot of people in internet communities but not people who like are just known. Do you know who
1: was historically Polly? Uh Princess Margaret and Anthony Armstrong Jones, the Queen's sister and her husband. He was bisexual. When she first started dating him, he was dating a couple, a straight couple. He was their third. Uh and then they got together. Margaret and Anthony Armstrong, Jones got together. They became these like Bohemian royals. They were friends with Mick Jagger and the Beatles, and they were always like doing drugs. And when their marriage started to deteriorate, what they would do is Margaret would go out and cheat on him with his friend, his male friend, come She's home. Not cheating,
0: and she was just like, because in polyamory that's not really cheating. Well right? it's
1: like this is the thing it was I'm back in. My the- other man. It was back in the 60s. So the word polyamory, I don't think was even mainstream enough for them to have the conversations. They were doing it. Like they started out. Swingers baby. Yes. They started swingers. Like they started out sort of bohemian and whatever goes, goes later on. Like I said, when it started to fall apart, they would use it as a cudgel to like get one over on each other. So Margaret would come home and say, Oh, I banged your friend, Steve. And he'd be like, Oh, really? I fucked him last week. And she would be like, God damn it. Oh my
0: God.
1: So that's a historic polyamorous couple that didn't occur to me until just now. But you they know were. What?
0: T- no wonder they were the most favorite. When we were watching The Crown, we're like, Margaret seems like the only cool one. Now we know why.
2: Yeah.
0: How do you guys have the
2: attention span to
0: sit through The Crown?
1: I don't, I don't, Gabby. I agree with you. It's so boring.
0: I can the Diana years. I just wanted to know the Diana story.
1: And here's the other thing. The crown, like, it's so funny to me. I always say this on the royal show that I co-host for Us Weekly. I always say the the, the royal family should be thanking the crown for making them look so much better
0: than they really they are. are. So much prettier than they are
1: and like they act like it's making the royal family look bad like no if you want to know the real tea on the royals read the book the royals by kitty kelly like that's the and and it's not boring
0: because it's actually about how like kind of <laughs> shitty they are do you think there's going to be like a markle season of crown because that would be interesting let's show us let's show us the overt racism and and how we put her down and where how she got suicidal like do you think that i would that's a season That should be exposed. I would watch that. on. I would watch.
1: Yeah. I can't wait for Megan's tell-all. Like, there will be a tell-all memoir. Like, it's going to be after the Queen passes. It's going to be after Charles has fully cut them off. Because I think he he already has. And, like, he is, like, they're going to be scorched. They're going to go scorched earth. This isn't even scorched earth yet. Like, this is
0: scorched earth. And it's going to go scorched earth. Too scorched to earth. wonder if Charles talked to Margaret and was like I love Camilla and she was like everybody has two girlfriends baby like maybe that's part of why he could keep it going for so long because he actually did have an example of someone who was yeah more than one person his
1: uncle who was his like role model said that to him he just was like sow your wild oats and then like get married to whoever and then you gotta you can kind of do what you want. They all did that. They're
2: all fucking, it's terrible. It's terrible. I mean, I will say the way that they're doing it is very unethical. (gasps) And maybe if they embraced some ethical non-monogamy, they'd feel a little bit better. It seems like it's a weird like vengeful thing.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about this. So this is what, this is what Sarah and I always get onto because Sarah is in usually a constant flux of like having like one to three boyfriends.
0: Yeah. I I think I'm
2: polyamorous. Well, one to three boyfriends does seem
0: like that (laughs) but it's not because I'm like I'm a free bird baby it's because usually I'm with someone they break up with me I don't accept it in the meantime I find another boyfriend they always come back and then I and then I find myself with two boyfriends and then they're both I they've one has already blown it so I'm not really going to take him back the other was always kind of my side piece and this I thought it was just kind of where I'm at right now but then my high school girlfriends I went out with them and they're like Sarah you always have had two boyfriends. And I'm like, oh. So here's my question to you. Told Swinton in this bitch. Well, I also think, yeah, I think I'm told in a lot of ways. We'll get to those jokes later. But it's like, am I the most secure woman on earth and I'm polyamorous? Or am I the most insecure woman on earth and I'm desperate? What do you think?
2: (laughs) Well, I don't think you're desperate. I think polyamory just shows your capacity to love two people. So if you are more than two even so if you already have that in you then great the only real difference i think is like your willingness to participate ethically is what differentiates someone from being like polyamorous or just like
0: accidentally i mean look i'm out here talking about if either of them listen to the pod they know that i have two boyfriends (laughs) yeah
2: yeah, as long as you're okay with you know the potential of them also dating other people, and you're willing to communicate with them about the level at which you're dating, then that's all you need to feel.
0: No, I think I'm polyamorous, you guys, because like right, they they like no, they I they I, I get mad at them because I'm like, tell me the sword details of the last person you fucked, and they're like, Sarah, why do you do this? Like, why do you always? And I'm like, because I think it's hot. Like, There's I'm actually not jealous of them. I because will I say when like, I. When I was dating people monogamously,
2: I used to ask that all the time. And they'd always be like, oh, I don't want to ever hear about anyone you dated before. I think that's crazy. Like, that's crazy. What's hotter? Growth is a result of my relationships. And you don't want to hear about anyone who came before you. That's weird. Why weird. is I'm couple porn
0: so big? Sweet. Couple porn is the biggest category because everyone wants to see their wife get fucked yeah so number one I'm a cut queen okay we had a break where we
1: determined Sarah's a cut queen she is either Polly, she is at most Polly, at least has a cuckolding fetish uh, or at
0: least like just a large capacity to be cheated on and hang in there and I make it work okay Gabby this was so great thank you so much for so Gabby, doing this you're Gabby for president dude Jada doesn't just pick
1: anybody okay Tupac Will and Gabby everyone follow Gabby at Gabalexa Instagram Hi, and Twitter Chris. Gabby thank you so much this was great.
0: Gabby, what's your book
2: called? What? Oh, How to Live with the Internet and Not Let It Run Your Life. <laughs>
0: Buy it. We are all fucked. <laughs> Gabby will make sure that all of us get fucked in the right way. So this is your work. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and your ranks. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand